Welcome to Hills I Die On, a podcast where I, Taylor Cox, invite guests to discuss and debate unpopular opinions they're so passionate about they'd be willing to die on a hill over it. Thanks for listening. Today we are joined by a very special guest. He is a musician slash drummer extraordinaire. He is a member of the band Sir Sly, one of the greatest indie rock trios of our time. If you don't know them, they've played in a little thing called Coachella and Lollapalooza, as well as on a little thing called The Radio. This is a beautiful intro. I'm glowing. most importantly of all today's guest created the theme song for this very podcast he is brilliant and talented and clearly very generous with his time he's hayden copeland wow that was so great i'm so happy to have you here Man, that was worth the price of admission hayden i love my theme song so deeply <laughs> thank you i have not felt this jazzed about a theme song since like the kimmy schmidt theme song came out and i like ran to it on repeat for a week we did go through th- some theme song references before we made this one which i enjoyed yes like, we like, did. Hey, can you give me some like references yes i think mindy project made their way also in. a great I mean, one this is my first podcast theme song oh my god written some songs in my day but well, this was it. a thrill you're thank officially you. one for one five stars on yelp <laughs> Thank you. Reach out to Hayden for all your podcasting needs. Yeah. <laughs> I also can't believe you're here today because you just got back from a festival, didn't you? I did. I pushed this one day to Which allow I my brain to heal. stunned by. It was like <laughs> the nicest text message being like, hey, Taylor, I slept two hours. Can I maybe have one day? I was like, when I get back from a festival that I didn't play in, I need like three years yeah. minimum to yeah. like shower, to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just revive my brain. So thank you for the 26 hour turnaround. I'm happy to be here. I'm so thrilled, which brings us to the reason you're here today, and that is to die on a very big hill. Will you please tell us what that hill is? The left lane of the highway is for passing only. I don't care if you're going 120 miles an hour. If you're not passing someone, you need to be one lane to the right. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. The hill he's dying on is that the left lane of the highway is for passing only. Okay, so this is a fascinating hill to me because my first reaction after hearing this was like, Hayden, it's not a hill you're going to die on. It's the highway you're going to die on, right? (laughs) Like, don't say things like you don't care about people going 120 miles per hour. That is dangerous. But then I realized that your hill is the law in 11 states. Thank you. Exactly. What? I think that's outrageous. Yes. I think this is a regional phenomenon. I think California calls it the fast lane. Not the passing lane. And that's an issue. This is foundational. This is what we Californians grew up with and we're doomed from the start. Are we? Because I honestly think that calling it the passing lane only adds to like poor driving. (laughs) Poor driving. Yes. Okay. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. So changing lanes to your left is much easier. You're on the left side of the car. You have full visibility. Sure. Changing lanes to the right, dangerous. Across the car, bigger blind spot into merging traffic it's a it's a safety issue if nothing else right let's keep this left lane open flowing Uh, passing uh, yes i hear you i see you i'm listening but (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, I did gonna, some research. Have, on you been, this. have you been customer service before? That was like <laughs> he I, asked this because Mr. I was Copeland, fired I, from his wife's customer service job. Is that why you're bringing this up, <laughs> Mr. Copeland? I hear you. I feel you. I'm so thank you for uh, hearing me out. I'm say, placated. I was fired from that customer service job not because I lacked in customer service skills, but because I did not speak French. Okay, <laughs> so I was masquerading as a French customer service uh, executive when I accidentally sent an email not promising people uh, about I think it was 500,000 people that if they donated it they could receive the chance of uh, going to a Star Wars themed movie screening but I accidentally promised them a Star Wars themed HIV screening okay (laughs) and that has nothing to do with my etiquette that has everything to do with translation that is insane blame Google Translate I really appreciate you Hannah you did that it was rough that is great it was a great job while it lasted it needed to come to an end but this isn't about me this is about you and your (laughs) hill so your first point being that you think it is safer to allow the left lane to be for just passing only Yes, so definitely. I did some research on this and I realized that the reason it's considered dangerous to go like slowly in the left lane or to be driving in the left lane at all is because, and I quote, slow drivers are forcing people to weave, which I yeah. think is crazy. That is like literally like saying like you weren't eating fast enough at your table that I wanted to dine at. So I went ahead and bust your table to speed things up. No, 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 it's no, crazy. no, no, no. It's more like if you were trying to eat but someone else was sitting on you while you're at the table and eating their food no. while they're sitting on your lap. And you're like, can you get off my lap? I can't eat. I think it is the most enabling <laughs> law. Like we are enabling, we are basically saying that weaving is the norm when like changing lanes causes more accidents than speeding does. So like why are 11 states enable? I mean, I shouldn't be asking that. We have many states in this country that still have horrible laws. And I think this is one of them. <laughs> Let's one of overturn it. Laws. It is a bad law and a bad hill. <laughs> this is your platform. Like you're an anti, you're an anti lane change candidate. Free roads. I should say, yeah. while I have all these passionate views on the road, I am a horrific driver. <laughs> How are you? How's your driving? Hayden? I'm not afraid to say this. I'm a great driver. I'm top I'm like 98 percentile of drivers, if not higher. Wow. I've logged some miles. I've put in some miles, you know, before we got the fancy tour bus. Uh You know, I've driven across the country like seven or eight times. Oh, wow. I guess that's true. I've not logged nearly as many miles, but that is for the good of society. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm an, I'm an expert of these roads all across these United States. Right. And, uh, and yeah, you know, there's just a couple things on the road, you know, moving over another thing. Moving over, okay, cops pulled over on the side of the road. You got to get over another lane. That's like the law in so many states. Yeah, sure. People are, again, merging to the left, more safe, merging to the left. I can be going really fast. I see that guy. He's on my right side, you know. Sure. It's, it's, so so it's a lot of it is also not just safety, but efficiency. Yes. You want to be able to go fast in the left lane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to be able to, uh, to go as fast as I can. I mean, look, if you want to go slow, you can totally go slow in all of the other lanes like you can go slow in the right lanes like that is definitely you're right but why do you feel like the left needs to be for like speeding like speeding is also not safe another one of the reasons that you want the left lane to be for passing only is because you want to be able to go faster so my question for you is where are you going why you gotta get there so fast You know, I haven't, I've been meditating a bit lately. I've been working on this, trying to be a bit more mindful, trying to connect 
with my breath, but something about driving, it's just really, you want, need for I got to get there. Why do I have to spend more time? I spend so much time on the road. I don't need to spend more. If I want to speed, I'm not even speeding per se. You know, I may be going a little faster than your average, but we're talking, I'm a seven mile an hour over speeder. Sure. If it's a 70 speed limit, I'm going 77. You know, nothing too crazy, right. but just a nice flow. Leave that left lane for me. So right. it's a casual rush. It's like, it's like walking quickly. Great. Yeah. So one of the very few things that I actually retained from my driver's ed class <laughs> yeah. was that mathematically speeding actually isn't worth it. So that <laughs> seven miles an hour is actually saving you no time. And I wasn't sure if what I remembered was correct since most of what I learned at A. Adams School for Driving was S scam. Wow. Uh, it was terrible. But what I looked up and learned, I think this was from, uh, it was from lifehacker.com, which did the math for us. <laughs> was that, .co.uk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, and I learned it in school <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's on a Vox uh, interview. <laughs> you can do the math yourself, uh-huh. but yeah, it's also just, ba- it's all just basic math, but I'm bad at math. So this is the chart. But if you are going 30 miles, mm-hmm. which is not that far, correct this is like my average commute is it? to the studio okay. the studio is about 30 miles great from here, 30, okay 40 miles and instead of going say 65 miles an hour okay. you decide you want to go 75 miles an hour that's me you're gonna save three minutes and 69 seconds is it worth it <laughs> wait three minutes that and 69 it. that's data skewing that's four minutes and nine seconds <laughs> <laughs> you're so bad <laughs> Oh my god, nine so seconds. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> All right, but my four minutes that's yeah, that's you know what? That's not much. All right, so my daily commute eight if I could save eight minutes a day, okay, okay, maybe. So, so now I'm doing that four times a week, I could save a half hour a week. That's pretty good stuff, but. sure. But is it worth it if you get pulled over even once that week for an $150 speeding ticket? I'm undefeated in, in let's see, when do you get so your that license? Is just 16. Bad. I'm undefeated in 13 years that of driving. Is because I am very defeated. I have been a lot of tickets in my See, yeah, are, Is it because you're going slow in the left lane? Is no, that I am not about? a slow driver by any means. I think I think it is wild when people drive like below the speed limit. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. equally not safe. You want to be going with the flow of traffic at the very least. Yeah. But I think that the manic speeding and the weaving that the you weaving. are enabling <laughs> with your passing culture. She talked to my wife before this. <laughs> she does not like my, she has no respect for my weaving oh, culture. Interesting. <laughs> so Hannah would argue that perhaps you're not in that 99 percentile. <laughs> Is that true? I just think that mathematically speaking, it doesn't make sense. And then on top of it, you may be undefeated, but that one time that you are defeated, like, is it worth it? How many, how many times of, of speeding is yeah. going to pay for those parking, those parking tickets, tickets. Like, or those speeding tickets, yeah. excuse me. Or yeah. The last ticket I got, I mean, this wasn't speeding, but I did get a cell phone ticket. It was on Father's Day. I was calling my dad and the, the cop pulled me over. I said, hey man, it's it's Father's Day. I was calling my dad, you know, give me a break. And he goes, I haven't talked to my dad in five years. No way. Too bad. Wrote me a ticket. That, okay. was, that was pretty tough. Wait, that's actually wild because yeah. one day I was late for an improv class mm. and it was my improv 101, and I wanted to be a good student. <laughs> it was at Iowa West, and I ran across Hollywood Rest Boulevard, jaywalked, and <laughs> heard the sirens. And I was like, oh no. oh, no. And the sirens came, and I was like, I'm just going to keep jogging. There's no way they're going to stop me. I'm like 22-year-old. <laughs> like My white privilege is <laughs> I'm on the run. It's crazy. And so I get to the door, and the cop pulls up and goes, oh, don't make me come after you. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. And I turned around, and he, I was like, hi. And he was like, you just ran across the highway that is like a $350 fine and I looked at him and I went 
please, sir, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> please. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, as I'm walking into a bar at like 3 p.m. on a Sunday, on Mother's Day Sunday, and said, okay, have a nice Mother's Day. Nice. And let me go. Oh, my and gosh. I was, so I'm fascinated by what the psychology was behind my police officer did i remind did he forget Man, to call his mom and tell yeah. me did he feel like this poor girl is running into a bar to escape dealing with mother's day <laughs> yeah. so i know i love my mother like, <laughs> like i just got the babysitter for two hours i'm about to go have right, two vodka soda two double vodka sodas it's mother's day man leave me alone okay, i love the perspective <laughs> that he thought i was the mother in hollywood i guess that yeah. makes sense too yeah that's hysterical i love that you uh, also have <laughs> a familial excuse yeah. story with the cops. Okay, so on top of this hill, which is crazy, I just wanted to check in and see if you had any other etiquette feelings, I should say, for some of the following. So I made a list mm. of some of these uh, if you want to just answer them. I have opinions about um, etiquette. Can't Let's wait, can't wait. Driving etiquette. Some of these are probably laws. Uh, again, <laughs> let me know if they are. Terrible Great. driver. Great. If someone is going probably slow, not. do you tailgate? Uh, that's dangerous. You don't don't do that. I I've really cut back on that. That's not very nice. Yeah, yeah. that's not appropriate. Yeah. You can't do it. No, that's bad. I've been cutting back on that. That's totally. No I yeah. feel like tailgating is like one of those perfect examples of how like civilized humans on the street turn oh, into just monster. giant monsters. Oh, completely. There was a while, there was a phase of my life. I'm like a pretty mild mannered person. I'm a yeah. generally you know genial person. Can confirm. I turned to a, I get in my car. I was a monster. I really? was. Like, yeah. I'm like, what's up with that? So here's another question then to that. If yeah. someone cuts you off in traffic, do you A, ignore it, B, honk aggressively, or C, switch lanes so you can catch up with them and stare them down and or flick them off? Ooh, I'm like, uh, see, that's where the yelling comes. See, I would like break and then I'm like. Oh, are you effing kidding me? And then I'm just still behind them and that's that. Yeah, oh, yeah no, not confrontational. I got it. Not doing the middle finger. I'm scared of road rage. Road rage is scary. Like Absolutely. I I don't mess with that. You never know, man. People are crazy. Totally. I feel like I'm strangely less afraid less afraid of the rage and more afraid of the shaming. Mm. John Mulaney has a great bit about like how <laughs> he's shaming. a bad driver too and yeah. is like, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing either. You can watch his special. Yeah. I won't tell his jokes. But I've never related to something more. Cause when people when I accidentally cut someone off or if I'm trying to change lanes and I think I'm doing a good job and turns out I'm not nothing is worse than when that person drives up beside you and like looks over and just like gives you that stink eye oh. and it is just like tail between the legs I'm like I'm so sorry yeah. like you have to do the sorry wave which is just like so different than the like excuse me can I change lanes wave by the but way honestly I, I do have to say as a driver who uh like I mentioned earlier I'm in the 98th percentile of drivers oh, he's gone so, down uh, I just want to point out you said 99th or higher yeah. it's gone down to 98 so as a driver <laughs> as a driver who is among the best drivers it's a little bit vindicating to me when those worst drivers when I see their shame and I'm like you know what that was you know what you were doing was wrong Man. or or when they're doing like so when they're doing 60 in the left lane and I go to the right lane and I go around them and then back in front of them doing the weaving um, crisis we've already well, discussed I have no other choice and then and then they see me and then they change to the right lane like I'm like I've civilized I've civilized You've someone. Taught someone I've taught someone how to behave on the road exactly sure that so. sounds slightly more civilized than yeah. like oh god I so I've been pl flicked off many a times <laughs> I, I get beeped at I will say the honking was a fascinating thing for me to adjust to in Los Angeles honking so stupid it's so stupid yeah. but prior to that I grew up in a suburb of Chicago where 
if you were honking, it was because you knew someone. So it was like, <laughs> if you were like, honking, hey. it was just like, oh my God, it's Mrs. Johnson. Like, say hello. And like, there, was, there wasn't really room or time or like inclination. Like, it was tiny roads. So we weren't like honking at each other to get out of the way. Cause like, to get out of the way to what? The like high school field hockey game? Like, it, we can be patient. Were you born in Pleasantville? <laughs> more or less. Yeah, yeah, more or less. So uh, after we came into color and I yeah. discovered myself and moved out to Los Angeles. <laughs> Nobody honks in black and white. Exactly. There was like a total learning curve where I was like, do I know them? And I was like, oh no, I'm just bad at this. Yeah. Like I just should not be on a major highway. Mm. This is devastating for all involved. Yeah. So the honking thing was crazy. I will say worse than the honking and the stare, one of the worst experiences I've had while driving and doing something wrong and having someone come quote teach me how to drive I was like in the right hand turn lane and then I was going trying to do like the midwest wave to like you know cut over last minute to avoid some traffic like a total <laughs> dickhead yeah just you know a little like yoohoo yeah. like hi let me mm-hmm. in instead of letting me in the guy looked me in the eye and threw me a thumbs down and booed and I was like devastating oh, devastating I literally was like I have to go right now forever I will turn right here i will miss work i will never can you believe well and uh, merging you bring up merging and this is good merging should always be it's one to one it's one and one you're you're on the freeway it's the four say it's 405 rush hour you're merging very slow and people are right of course like on people's tailgates because like it's bumper to bumper traffic it's one to one one you merge from your side then then another car goes and then another car like I will what say, people where do you get off like like trying to get two through like you're like yeah what it's, do you... it's a little different when you're like very flagrantly in the right hand turn lane and then trying to cut to keep going straight yeah so that one was on me yeah, i may that, have deserved uh, yeah. the booing oh no yeah you're what would you put your percentile at driving like oh, are Hayden. you okay if you had to pick a percentile <laughs> i for don't yourself. want to do that i will say the percent the percent i got on my driver's test was not a passing score the first time around it took me uh, another try I will say the legend of my driving in my hometown has gotten so bad that when people ask about it they're like didn't you fail like 46 times I'm like no it was one time it was one time I saw my siblings are spreading these rumors I will say one of the bad things that happened so after I did pass my driving test had my license for a year it was time for me to pick up my younger sister at driver's ed and in the driver's ed parking lot I hit someone else's car no <laughs> that was a roughie that was not a good day for anyone involved including my old teacher who That's I had to be so like hey tough. proud alumni uh, yeah exactly so sorry I left a note uh I don't know what else oh, I'm supposed to do gosh. also can someone else back my car out of this parking lot because yeah. I am incapable of doing they just so. take your license on site uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so driving I would rank myself as a hundred percent trying hard, oh, you know, respect that. a for effort. You know what? And that's, you know what? That's good enough for me. Thank you very yeah. much. It's not usually great enough for the police officers or the other members of the road, but <laughs> uh-huh. I will say I'm just doing my very best to, you know, as I get older, I think I've become more aware of my own mortality. So yeah. I've tried to become safer and safer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It like, you're not driving around like you're 16 anymore. Like you're invincible. Yeah, man, That's a heavy universal truth as it relates to speeding <laughs> is right, becoming right? more aware of your own mortality. Well, I mean, have you felt this way about speeding your whole life or is this something that's like I mean, a like I found? said, not a huge speeder, seven miles an hour over seven. Yeah, I'm a so seven like over guy. 
which is light speeding. But you're a weaver, which is arguably worse. I'm, but I'm a safe weaver. I'm a signaler. Okay, another fun game I have. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you told me was that the reason for your hill mm-hmm. was that you wanted to like go faster and save time. Yeah. Driving aside, I had some other questions of time-saving techniques that also probably won't save you time, but we tend to do as a culture. Okay. Okay? So I just want to hear what your opinions are on some of these. Switching lanes at the grocery store to try and get to the cashier faster. Oh, yeah. Man, that's an art in and of itself. Like, choosing the lane... Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. I'll switch. I'll switch. Based yeah. on it's oh, a bit yeah. of a profiling experiment. It's it like really is. who do you see in it front really... of you? What's in their carts? It's, what are the odds yes. they're going to try to pay with cash? Exactly. Like it's not always just how many items. It's a bit of an got. ugly side of the human condition. Absolutely. Is analyzing Absolutely. just what grocery lane you want to you want to. A hundred percent. And really, is anything better than? Being the first to notice a new cashier opening up a new lane. Oh, wow. Thrilling. (laughs) Yeah. It's thrilling. They're walking in all fresh. They have their game face on. Completely. You see them punching into the register. They swipe the card. Oh, my God. It's me. The moving conveyor belt belt in front of you. And you're just (laughs) sliding on your items. Yeah. (laughs) Truly, truly great. That's amazing. All right. Next up on the list. Do you guys have an Alexa? Yeah. Okay, do you guys ask Alexa questions instead of just typing it into a search engine? <laughs> Rarely. I think like sometimes. Alexa as a timer is good. Oh, I, so, so true. And I'm like a big coffee snob, which is kind of like a little embarrassing, but like I'm, and then you're make, making a pour over, right? And like I have my ratio, you know, it's like one, oh. it's like 16 to one. So like say I measure out 30 grams of coffee beans because uh-huh. like that's about how much I want. And my ratio is one to sixteen, so I'm like Alexa, what's thirty to sixteen? So that's oh, like oh, so Alexa it. does your math. Yeah. Alexa right. does my math, but like pretty pretty stupid overall. Alexa is like sure. I will say we totally do the same thing, and ninety nine percent of the time, Alexa gets the first couple questions wrong. <laughs> so you're really blowing time by being like, no, Alexa, stop. Like yeah. we'll do it with music. Like we'll be like, Alexa, play Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> and Alexa will be like playing Dark Night of the Storm by. <laughs> And I'm like, no, Alexa. It's it's also always something sad, which leads me to believe that like when our Alexas do inevitably take over, my Alexa's gonna be like morbidly depressed. Mm. Yeah. Also like really devastated with the amount we like tell her she's wrong. Yeah, we'll we will have negged her into oblivion at that point. She's gonna be the Daria of of Alexa's. (laughs) Daria. Very cool though. That's a pretty cool Alexa to have if you get Daria. She's angsty. She's angsty. You're so right. I could do way worse than a Daria. My Alexa's acting up, but also she's like cool and has this really independent spirit (laughs) (laughs) i I only hope that is what's to come of my alexa there is a hell in which like we're all dying and alexas are the only thing that can save us and we're like trying to communicate to them in crunch time and it's not working like that sounds like my personal version of hell absolutely or they're like uh alexa (laughs) Alexa, buy a case of water the bomb is going off in t minus 10 and we're like alexa stop the bomb and she's like new timer set for four three alexa please stop the bomb bomb detonating yeah yeah 100 percent. that's like Uh, i think that is how like the world's going down that's hysterical like it's not going to have anything to do with like AI sentience it's just gonna have to do with like inability to communicate with our technology yes pure just like dumb luck we li- our civilization loses on a technicality <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, that's one way to go. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. Like, yeah. I feel like we hear a lot about the end of the world in terms of like, you know, climate change, but on a technicality <laughs> yeah. sounds almost like a better way to go. Right. It's yeah. just like, it could happen. It could not kids. Yeah. Like we'll keep having you. <laughs> it should have been the ending to game of Thrones or something. I don't oh know. man. I didn't watch it. Never have. So, but I feel like the ending was really upsetting to a lot of they, people. Look so, at you pandering. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, he's like, I you might be mad at me for my driving hill, but yeah. guess what? I too hated Game of Thrones, yeah, which yeah. I have never seen. I'm trying to get more people on my side. <laughs> That's hysterical. I will say that that would not be the first time being in this industry. I've found that I try to watch as much TV as I can. Mm -hmm. But if I haven't seen it, I've gotten like dangerously good at lying about if I've seen it just based on like Twitter sound bites. Totally, so like right? I finally just saw Stranger Things. But like prior to that, people would be like Stranger Things. Right. And I'd be like, I know it's just like amazing. It feels so Steven Spielberg. Okay. So it's not working as well as I thought it would. And like, you know, the way the shots on the bikes, it's just like so you know nostalgic in a way that, but like in like with the 80s classic like, my friends were like you are a sociopath yeah. we know you have not seen it but like everyone was saying the same sound bites so like yeah. it, it would, could get me through the beginning of a meeting and in we go oh yeah love twitter twitter like twitter does a lot of stuff like that where you just feel like you like all of a sudden know something about something because you read like three tweets oh a hundred percent yeah i do an, think i'm an expert on foreign totally. policy actually <laughs> I do think there is an art to reverse engineering the news for the day yeah. uh, on Twitter. Like, oh. I'll definitely sign on and be like, uh oh, like, here is a tweet about X, a Y, tweet and Z. about a tweet. And yes, then you're exactly. Like, trying to move backwards. 100% being like, well, this person said this, but why did they say this? Oh, yeah. great. Alabama's trying to ruin all of our rights <laughs> yeah. as women. Um, anyway, okay, back to your hail, more importantly. Mm. If this was a news driven podcast, my hill would be that women should have control over their own bodies oh, in the you, state Hayden. of Alabama and beyond. Thank you very much, Hayden. Yeah. I agree shout with out you. to that hill. Shout out to that hill. Yeah. A hill that uh, Yellow I'll... Hammer Fund, Planned Parenthood. Those are places there you can go. donate. I yeah, we'll plug all of that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I firmly agree with you. When I was looking up other time-saving techniques, there were a couple other car ones that popped up that made me laugh. Do you park your car backwards to save time getting out of a spot? <laughs> That's such like a dad move. That's such a strong such dad move. A dad move. I've definitely done it a oh uh, more God. than a couple times. It's not like I don't do it every so time. So you can make like a mad escape from the Target <laughs> yeah, right? or from like the Home like, Depot dad. Like, yeah. what, like what, are you so shoplifting items? Like, why do we need to leave that? Uh, it's like the ultimate dad move to just rip it reverse into a spot. You're like, and into your own driveway. It's like oh, the classic. Totally. One. Like, yeah, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever, if I, I don't really do it much out and about, but into my own driveway sometimes. Yeah, it just feels like a strong move. It's That's just hysterical. like there's something that says I live here when you're backing into your own. Yeah, driveway, and you're ready. You know? If should you need to get out of there fast, it's yeah. like you're ready for I'm it. I'm the family's. Uh, the family depends on me. I need to be able to get out quick. <laughs> All right, none of this. Now we're getting into the patriarchal bullshit <laughs> yeah, yeah. of dads thinking they That's need to make bullshit. mad getaways yeah. from the family. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dads, mm -hmm. my dad doesn't pull into spots like that. That I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. But one very strange thing my dad does to save time is he will pour his bowl of cereal the night before and then what? in the morning his cereal is ready for him completely opposed to that it, it, is, it doesn't get stale we have told him this there is no logic to it other than he is a specific man who i love the most and that is just his morning routine can or his get, evening can you get routine. dad on the pod <laughs> I, this needs to be his hill he's been doing this this is a thing ages. he does he's been doing it for ages he's he, gotta he has, he's gotta come on his, uh, he really does yeah. you're so right yeah down to a science on what he does but like the cereal thing he won't bend on and we're like you could put the box out next 
to the cereal, next to the spoon. You could be like so prepared, but then do the pour come go time, right? But nope, that cereal waits it out through the, through the night. Man. I will say he probably sleeps less than most. He's a man who knows how to delay gratification. Do you, does he ever sneak some cereal bites the night before? Like if I poured, oh. if I poured like... Honey Nut Cheerios, uh, you you believe I would be having three yeah, or four. Let's be clear, he's the, a snacker. Yeah, so he's a snacker. He's probably that. Maybe this is where he's the thing six, started. Six. He's got. He's he's allowed to snack. He's uh, got uh, a lot to fill the tank. I respect with. that. Well, you know what? Honestly, I look forward to him unpacking this and more. Me on too. His upcoming episode. Me too. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that you do that's like wild to that's, save time? That's wildly time saving. Like I've heard friends who sleep in their workout clothes, for example, so that in oh, the morning they're ready. Definitely not. Working out in the morning is for suckers. Oh wow! At the airport, <laughs> that's I stri- a hill. <laughs> I strive. I strive for like efficiency at the airport. Like I'm okay. big on like airport, like the way I pack. You know, like when you're going through security and it's like, you yeah. Like I don't oh, like. I don't you. like when people. I don't like when people are blocking the security. Oh line. man, that's a tough one for me. Picking the conveyor belt at TSA is, is even more stressful oh, than the yeah. grocery store. It's like. Who am I behind? Mm-hmm. And you really, there's really no method to it. Cause yeah. you could get stuck behind some girl who thinks she has to keep her shoes on. And you're like, yeah. she looks fast. She's only got a backpack, but then all of a sudden she's got to like unlace her doc Martens. And it takes like an yeah. extra 40 no. seconds, which you feels spot, like hell at the time. You got to spot the dad business travelers. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh yeah. They've got it down to a T. Yeah. yeah. And they're wearing loafers. So worst case scenarios, <laughs> the loafers come off, they're on the conveyor belt. They're through it. They, yeah. Great. <laughs> the loafers come off. It sounds like a, uh, <laughs> It sounds like like when a man gets in. Oh, you wait till those loafers come off. He's, he's someone else. All bets are off when the loafers are off. Yeah. Get home from work. The first thing to come off. Uh, that's hysterical. Anything that will maximize my sleep, I'm okay with. Mm, melatonin. <laughs> light light horse tranquilizers. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's talk Xanax. Yeah, I'm all for saving like sleep time. Uh-huh. But for some reason, that feels more important to me than sleeping, than saving waking hours. Because yeah. I feel like all the waking hour stuff is ridiculous. And yeah. it's like not real. And we're all just doing it for psychological benefits and not actually time saving benefits. Oh, yeah. Fully. And we're in a simulation as well. So I think that's, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're in a simulation. The world's going to end on a technicality. Exactly. This this, this is, innocent podcast this about a... traffic laws start, got really deep here. I'm loving it. Traffic laws were the Trojan horse. I'm here to discuss the, <laughs> to discuss the simulation. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, I think you've very successfully died on your hill today. How are you feeling about it? Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the left lane of the highway being for passing only, not cruising, no exceptions, even if you're going fast? <laughs> Don't go fast, but leave that left left lane open. Just just do it. It's for passing, guys. It's for passing. Please. Agree to disagree. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. With that, I think it's time to say some nice words to our sweet Hayden Copeland. We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Hayden Copeland, who has tragically died on the hill of the left lane on the highway is for passing, not cruising at all times. No exceptions. He doesn't care if you're going 120 miles per hour. Hayden has been survived by his band, Sir Sly, who has two albums out now, both of which you should listen to. You can follow him on Twitter at Hayden Copeland. Hayden, we are so sad for our loss, but so grateful for your time. Uh, may you rest in peace. Thank you for hearing me out, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks much for, for having, having me tonight. <laughs> 
Hey guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I'd Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at ByTaylorCox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or, of course, any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.